This is chapter three. It's titled Line. So we're going to talk a little bit about line weight. Uh, hopefully you've read the chapter. How many of y'all have read the chapter? Not one single student has read the chapter, right? That was day seven of class yesterday. The other one. Yeah, we're not into the hardback yet. Yeah, we're still in that. We're still in that the, the thinner book, the uh, the paper book by Bertalski. Huh? Yes. Yeah, y'all y'all are using last year's version. There's new versions out this year. Well, that's that's between you and you. But. The new Bertowski book, this is chapter three. Uh, really, guys, there's, there's very little changes, uh, maybe some graphics uh, in the book, but uh, um, still a very, very good book. But we're going to talk about line weight. So our objectives, we're going to understand the characteristics of line quality, like how good should you guys be drawing your lines? Learn techniques for controlling line quality. Little steps, little hints, little, um, I don't know what you'd say, but little, little bits of information that's going to help you get through it. Learn how to reduce line smudging, because that's going to happen. And then understand how line weights are used in the plan drawing. And we got some very, very good examples uh, in the book. And... I scanned them in and put them in the slide here that we can talk about it. And so now, with the exercise that you guys did yesterday, you did a house footprint, you did a driveway, you did a tree, and you did two groupings of shrubs. Now we're going to start playing a little bit with this line weight. Next week, we're going to start talking about ground plane and symbols on actually how to draw a tree, draw concrete, draw brick pavers, draw mulch and stipple your grass. Uh, so we're, we're, moving, we're moving fast, guys. And I'm, I'm actually um, kind of proud of you guys for that. I mean, you guys seem interested and you seem like uh, you want to learn this stuff. So. And then we're going to learn how to uh, create different line weights. And that's all about pencil and pen, the, the width of the pencil, the, the type of lead that's in your pencil, and then the different sizes of the pens that we use. So those are our objectives. So plan drawings. Lines are gonna make up your house. You drew it yesterday, your property lines. You know, we kind of used uh, the border as the property line uh, yesterday, but uh, we're gonna get into learning actually how to draw property lines. We're gonna be given a, a direction of a line and we're gonna be able to draw it. Our symbols representing the trees, textures, which are going to represent concrete, grass, mulch, ground covers, and then labels, how we're going to label some of this stuff. And then line drawing should read clearly and present little confusion. And so basically when you draw a project, you draw a landscape plan, you should be able to sit down with the client and they kind of get a feel of what you're doing without you really having to explain. And definitely, when you give the plans to a landscape contractor who's going to install the project, they shouldn't have any questions from you. It should be so detailed and so neat and organized 
that, uh, that they can install the project exactly uh, how you drew it. What's the texture? Texture? Texture would be like how you stipple grass, how you do your concrete, how you do a lot of your ground cover drawings. And then texture of a plant too. You can add little details to your circle templates for textures of different plants. Yeah, well, we're just talking about, yeah. Um, okay, that's, that's what I yeah, but I mean, like, there's ways to draw mulch with little squiggly, squared, angled lines. Um, but look at the consistent thickness. Why is the one on the left poor and the one on the right good? Well, not worried so much about straight because this chapter does talk about actually doing some freehand drawing. But varying thickness, the one on the left, you see the four sides. That one on the right, a lot thinner. The one on the left and down there towards the bottom, it's thicker. The box on the right, everything is consistent. Everything is consistent. What are two things that help keep consistency in your line drawing? The speed of your hand, the speed of your hand. If you're drawing fast and then you slow down, look at the difference in these two lines up here. Slow is going to be a thicker line, more consistent, fast. You see how it bleeds on the ends a little bit? You've got to make sure that when you're drawing a line that you're paying attention from beginning to the end of the line and being consistent all the way through. It needs to have equal width and value from start to finish. How you're going to perfect that is practice makes perfect. Just draw. You got to just do it. If you get a spare moment, that's why I like these sketchbooks. Guys, there's nothing wrong with keeping a triangle in that sketchbook and then just opening it up when you have five or ten minutes, taking that triangle and just practice drawing a line. Start, stop, start, stop. Just fill it full. Fill it full. And then pencil and pen is going to be different. What's some issues we're going to have with pencils? Sharp. You got to make sure that it's sharp. And when you are drawing with it, it's going to flatten out. It's going to get a little thicker. Pen's going to be more consistent but it's gonna bleed out at the start and at the end. So you've gotta be careful with that. Solid lines. You gotta start building your confidence. How do we build confidence? Practice, just draw. You got five or 10 minutes anywhere, guys. That's why, again, I love that sketchbook. We waste so much time, five minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes there in between classes, you know, when you have a moment, do some of that. And next thing you know, you've built and built and built upon it and it just comes natural. But you gotta have the confidence to have your quick and crisp strokes. Just draw, just start. And I'm not saying quick as being like very rapid, I'm just saying just get it done quickly, crisply, and it's gonna come to you. 
Use a straight edge. Use your T-squares. Use these triangles. Please, please, please. Again, I saw a couple yesterday actually taking the scale and drawing a line. Scales are to measure lines, not draw lines. You want to use the perfect square edge, hard line, T-square, triangle, uh, or any type of metal edging that, that you could use. Uh, just don't use your scales. And then again, do not redraw lines. As you can see down there at the very bottom, and it's a good picture in the book, um, they've drawn over top of it. You know, worst case scenario, guys, start over. Take the eraser if you're drawing it in pencil and do it over. Now, the book does also talk about using the lighter leads, the harder leads, and doing really, really small guidelines and then tracing over it freehand with a darker pencil or a darker marker. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, because some people like that hand-drawn look, but you still need to use that hard lead, that thin lead, like a .03H or 4H hard, draw your guidelines, and then come back over and trace it with like an HB or with your felt tip pen. trying to look what's that i should have blew that picture up a little bit bigger uh but you got the one up here yes you know and the next two just aren't quite as good you want the consistency you know it's a little lighter right there in the middle there it's you know not that great um but focus you know at the start and the finish it needs to look the exact same all right Straight lines, again, use a triangle, T-square, that light guideline, then you can freehand it. This is some freehand drawings here. You got a freehand and you got a straight edge. Um, and what, Just like I said, take that, that hard lead, draw it square using a straight edge, and then you can trace it uh, with the pencil. Just don't do it so much that you start seeing like double lines. That's when you're gonna start messing up. That freehand, you know, you've got that light guideline under it. Again, you can't hardly see it. And when you photocopy it, you're not gonna see it. And then a lot of you guys, I'm seeing the blue pencil. That's perfect. That's what we need to use. But you gotta keep that blue pencil sharp. You've gotta keep it sharp. There's a pencil sharpener back here. I think there's one up there on that desk. There's nothing wrong with getting up and keeping that sharp. They even sell that lead to put in your pencils. They sell non-photo lead that you can put in a mechanical pencil to draw with. Um, but keep it sharp. It doesn't need to look like you're bearing down with all your weight. That light blue pencil should be very, very thin and very, very light on your paper. Again, it's a guideline. You're not actually drawing with it. It's a guideline. Is there, is there a secret to drawing freehand along lines? Just practice. Just practice. Take it, take, doing the straight-edged guidelines and then just... Right yep. Just, just, again, practice makes perfect. You get, that's why I love that little sketchbook again. You know, you're sitting at the dentist's office waiting for them to see you carry your sketchbook you got five or ten minutes before that just practicing like that and guys five minutes here five minutes there ten minutes there 
Next thing you know, you've got hours built up of practicing this stuff, and it just comes second nature to you. Corners. You can let the corners overlap a little bit, and I'm seeing some of you guys do that. But when you overlap it, guys, don't overlap it to the edge of the paper. Overlap it so you can actually see that it's overlapped. Don't draw it to the edge of the paper. Make it a little fancy, just like right here. That's pretty cool. That right there is pretty cool. But don't make it so obvious that it hinders and takes away from your drawing. You need to see a crisp white buffer zone all the way around the edge of the paper. Not, no, it'd just be for like borders. Yep. Smudging. Use scratch paper or the dry, uh, dry cleaning pad uh, that's not in your kit this time. But what you can do is you can lay down a piece of trash paper if you're drawing with pencil or just another piece of white paper that keeps, because you know what smears is this part of your hand right here. You're drawing and you're getting it and you'll look up and you'll see, ah, man, I've got... I've got lead all built up all over my hand. And then when you're drawing across your paper, next thing you know, smudge, smeared. Thought I had a picture. Yeah, there we go. And like they're doing right here, they've got a piece of paper uh, while, they're, uh, while they're shadowing right there. It keeps it from smudging. All right, so our strong corners. You know, with the, with the crossovers, looks good. Without it, looks good too. But like right here is too much. You got to make the connection. There's no connection here either. And so I've seen a lot of you guys, when we're drawing our borders, you take that line and go all the way to the edge. You take that line and go all the way to the edge. Stop it about like that right there. And that's fine. That looks good. Now... If you wanted to do your blue pencil all the way to the line very, very lightly, that's fine. And then you trace over it with your Sharpie or you trace over it with your HB lead to do your borders. Again, guys, we've got the orange triangles in the back. Please use them, especially if you're using ink. Um, save those clear ones that's in your design kit um, for pencil. We got a stack of orange back here. Use them. We have them. It's got that beveled edge. Yep. And it's going to keep your ink from, from, from smearing, for smudging. And it's going to help prevent that thickening at the, at the very ends. Because you know what happens when you're using pencil or pen, when you start drawing a line, when you start drawing the line, you're pushing down a little harder, and then you kind of lighten up in the middle, and then when you get to the end, you kind of slow down, and that gives those ends of the lines that thicker edge look. You gotta do it consistent. Start, stop, the same speed, the same pressure of putting your hand, hand on it. <clears throat> Again, you know, you've, we've got the thicknesses um, of our uh, ink, and our pencils, you know, we've got 0 0.01 um, on the Sharpie, which they do have, is equivalent to like a 4H pencil. 03, 2H, 05 would be H, 7, 2B, and then 7 with it double lined 
would still be 2B. So that's going to be your darker. Hmm? B is like the darker, is a, is a darker, softer lead. Oh. And, all right, so what do you tell me about this design? It's in your book. Compare it to what we're going to look at next. Take a look at it. We know where the house is because it's got house. But if it did not have house there, would we be able to tell? Probably not. We might think that's concrete. Well, we know that's a, a slate patio. We know this is decking because it's got the boards. And even putting the little dots representing the nail holes makes that thing pop. We can tell this is concrete. It's got the triangles for the aggregate. We've got the little stipples for it. Turf stippling needs more stippling around the edges for turf. I don't like how they drew their pine needles like that. But then we got some flagstones, shrubs, we got a tree. You guys actually draw this. You guys, this is a lab exercise that we're going to do. It looks just like this. You're going to draw a water feature, a rock, some concrete decking, and paver material. But take a look at this. Now look at it. This pops more because of line weight. The house, the darkest line on the, on the property should be that way. Then everything else is a little bit lighter. And then we've got a dominant tree. Why is the tree in the house darker? Remember, we're looking, we're looking at bird's eye view, right? We're looking down on it. So what's actually going to be closer to it? Huh? They're at the highest point. So they're going to stand out more. Again, two examples. The one on the left, everything is in the same line weight. One on the right, different line weight, and it makes it pop. Whatever they've got here, they can use, this can represent uh, liriope, or it can represent pine needles, but it's lighter than it is over here. The tree's darker. The plants are the same, but look underneath the tree. It's a little bit lighter. It's darker underneath that. Remember the exercise yesterday? Have three of your shrubs underneath the tree canopy. This is how we can start representing it. What's underneath the canopy? The pine needles or, or liriope here is a lot lighter. Now, we got some shrubs and we got some borders. Nose, because the same line weight. Same line weight, just lighter, but a mix of line weights. Looks great. Now, when I ask y'all, how many of y'all have read the chapters? Guys, read your books. You know how long it took? It took me five minutes to read chapter three last night. Because it's like six or seven pages. And half of, this, half of the stuff is pictures like this. Half of it's like this. Do y'all know that our textbooks are also in electronic form? You could get it in a PDF and have it like on your iPad or your phone through the uh, uh, Barnes & Noble app.
Mm. Yeah, like they didn't tell y'all in the bookstore that you can get it electronically or paper. No. Yeah. Do you have to repurchase it if you want? You'd have, yeah. Yeah. And you could actually rented the electronic form too, where it would have been like on your mobile device. Sorry about that. I don't know why they don't tell you that. I think they probably just probably stick a poster on the window and not worry about it. But I did see there is a tag because I went up and bought two books for my, myself to keep at the house. And then it said electronic form available. And so I'm like, ooh, let me get that iPad version. Because that helps, like I'm redoing my PowerPoints because I can screenshot now that it's electronic form for me. And then just put it into the PowerPoint. Again, lines are the exact same same thing. They're using probably a .5 Sharpie here. Down here, different line wakes makes it pop. That tree pops, you can tell it's closer to you in bird's eye view. And then last but not least, and these are examples in your book too. Everything's drawn the same. Up here, boom, it pops. Just reads better. The house, the thickest line, guys. The tree, thick. And it's okay to write turf right in there, but we're going to stipple. Y'all are going to get tired of hearing this. It's going to sound like typewriters in here going off. Everybody's going, oh, they're stippling grass. All right, now that concludes chapter three. Please read it. Please read the information in there when it talks about line weight. And it talks a little bit more about the different pencils. Because those are going to be like test questions. Those are going to be final exam questions before we get to the final exam drawing. So, again, it was referenced out of Bertowski's book. Any questions? No?